Sorry, Carbon, welcome to another episode of the MMA Monday, the original MMA Monday here for the Funke Pod, the only MMA podcast out there that's not sponsored by Manscaped. And I'm sure that's correct. And I'm sure as soon as Errol Hervani is back on the air, he's going to add one more thing to his to his bio on Twitter and Instagram where it's like now right now it's like at BT Sports at whatever at anything gonna be also at Manscaped I'm sure about this Ariel Helvani is gonna add Manscaped as his main sponsor uh, or Bluetooth of course who knows um, but again only MA podcast in the world in the universe that is not sponsored by Manscaped and we are proud we are not sponsored by Manscaped Having that said, don't forget to visit our sponsors. <laughs> uh, let's dive right into it. Let's, let's talk about what happened this weekend in MMA. Um, we had UFC Vegas 31. We had Bellator 262. So let's just talk about it. Let's start with UFC Vegas 31, of course. And let's start with the main event. So Islam Mahachev uh, versus Thiago Moises. Mm, and there are two things, two takeaways here for me from this fight. A, Makachev is not a Khabib. And, I mean, that should not be a surprise because he's not Khabib. Um, but all the hype that he gets, right? Like, everybody, like DC, of course. Like, Islam is the only one that took rounds from Khabib and Khabib was in full camp. Um, to then all the people in the media, Helvani and so on. The commentary was just... was only focusing on, on what Makachev was doing and was just saying like how awesome and whatnot. Um, at the end of the day, he fought the number 14, I believe, ranked fighter in the lightweight division. Um, it took him four rounds to land, or not to land, but to, to submit him. Uh, if you want to be the next Khabib, then you should probably do this in one round. I'm not saying, I mean, of course, Thiago Moises is a great fighter and of course you can't just say, uh, just take them away or put them away or whatever, but if they have comparisons to Khabib, who went out and just mauled everybody in his way, right? If you put out this this narrative that, that Islam is the next coming of Khabib, is the best out there, he's the next champion, then you would expect, may, maybe it's just me being a casual right now, I would expect a more dominant um, display here. And yes, he didn't take that much much damage. Moises had like two or three moments where he thought, hey, he can land something or maybe he can out-grapple him or not out-grapple. Maybe he can surprise him with some of his jiu-jitsu, um, but that wasn't the case eventually. But so yeah, it was a clear win for Makachev and in the, in the end he tapped him out. But it's not like, I know, it wasn't something awe-inspiring. It wasn't like when Khabib came and just took people down and slammed them and smashed them and they're like, who's next? It was like methodical. It was, he was clearly better. Um, but maybe it's just all the hype that has been built like with DC, Helvani, with, with everyone out there um, that expectations are so high, at least for maybe in this case, me as a apparently still casual, even though I thought I leveled up from this, but apparently not. <laughs> I expected more. Uh, that, that's just it. Of course, it was a gr dominant uh, performance, and he should have a top 10 opponent next. And uh, Thiago Moises, I think, was number 14 before this fight. Um, so now saying, I want a title shot, nah, nah, I, I still don't think that that's warranted. He called out um, Tony Ferguson, 
he said he wouldn't be mad at RDA because they were supposed to fight before, didn't come to fruition. So he now said RDA would be cool. Um, but then in the press conference, he said, well, actually, he would like, if he can pick, he would like Tony Ferguson, who is still ranked number five, by the way. Uh, he would like to have Tony Ferguson because uh, him and Khabib were supposed to fight like six or seven times. So now he wants to finish it and just show the world that Tony Ferguson is not on Khabib level. Thing is, I think Tony Ferguson is going to accept because he's going to be like, if I can't smash Khabib, I'm going to smash that guy. And the thing is, Tony Ferguson has been on a decline as of late, right? I mean, he's not getting any younger and he's getting he's getting smashed, unfortunately. So now giving to Makachev, I mean, it's a smart call out because I see clear advantage here for Makachev. And so if he beats him, he's going to be like, hey, I beat a top five guy. I should be the next champ. Even though Tony, I'm not sure if he's really should be in the top five to be honest and i'm a tony ferguson fan and i'm sorry to say, i don't want to say that sorry mm. so yeah not in, not impressed with Microsoft. i wouldn't be mad at the rda fight even though rda is also not getting any younger he also said that he would also fight chandler i would like to say see that not a biggest chandler fan and heard lots of backstage talk now that apparently he's not the nice guy that he's trying to be on social media and in front of camera who knows if that's true or not but at least Chandler is the most active and youngest of those three that he called out. So I wouldn't be mad at the, the Chandler matchup. But for Chandler, it's, it would be a lose-lose matchup. So if he beats him, you beat the number nine ranked fighter. Congratulations. If he doesn't beat him, then he's out of the, the running for, for the title, right? So I'm not sure if Chandler will accept that. So I'm guessing it's going to be Tony Ferguson because Tony's going to be okay. I smash Khabib's boy, and then he's going to turn around and talk to the. He's going to talk to the corner anyway. I assume, I imagine this fight, Islam going to dominate Tony Ferguson. Um, Ferguson survives somehow, and then in between breaks, in in between the rounds during the breaks, he's going to turn to the corner and just talk to Khabib, <laughs> and still going to, of course going to lose. Um, Okay, but that's it about the main event. What else did we have? We had the return of Cupcake. Cupcake Misha Tate came back after almost five years um, when she was burned out. I remember her last fight um, was against the Rachel Pennington when she went back to the corner like, I'm done. Um, and she came over here to Asia for a while and worked for one championship for a little bit. Now back in the US um, and uh, shredded AF. Uh, she said like it's the training lab, of course, um, that that helped her get this um, physique and that, that physical power. Um, and yeah, she was the clear better better fighter against Marion Renault, who's nine and eight in her UFC career, so it's maybe not the best measuring stick, but it's a good fight to come back, of course. Um, yeah, uh, Cupcake Misha Tate, she um, dominated from the get-go with strikes, actually. Uh, so, so she put together a few combinations even still doesn't look as fluent as i would like to see it but definitely better than in the old times so definitely progress made here so like a very very sideward stance like the 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 jab or like the lead hand really far out uh, it's a tad bit awkward by me that helps like to keep the the opponent at bay and when she shoots then it's, it still looks very good of course and she shot a few times took uh, took Renault down in the and in the end then um finished her um yeah, so congratulations, got the finish, return, finish, first uh, fighter to actually finish Marion Renault, I didn't know that, so congratulations. Um, and yeah, she's back. Afterwards, um, of course, she was very happy, uh, explaining how she feels. She's very well-spoken, right, especially these days. And apparently Holy Home called her out via social media, and she's like, sure, I think we're going to fight again down the road. So, and also, of course, 
everyone can get it. <laughs> so I like the fire in, in Misha Tate and I like how, how well-spoken she is, how thoughtful she is these days. So, And she's only 34. Uh, so congratulations, Misha Tate. Misha Tate is back. Um, Let's see how let's see how that run goes. She says she's here to not just take part, but to take over. She didn't say that uh, to make a run for the title. Uh, let's see, maybe two more fights or so, and then she could be in in, in the title picture, right? Um, yeah, cool. Congratulations, Misha Tate. Uh, third fight I want to talk about, and then that's it for for UFC Vegas 31, is um, a lightweight fight between Jeremy Stevens and Mateusz 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 Gamrot from Poland. And it was over fast. I mean, Jeremy Stevens before, of course, like with the brash trash talking and so like, not but the brash talking, like going to put him down. It's going to be an ankle picker. I'm just going to knock him out, going to make it a brawl. And uh, yeah, it took a few seconds until uh, Gamrod had him down. Uh, quick scrambled Stevens with uh, like two seconds of grappling to jitsu offense, tries, and then Gamrod just uh, jogged him out, submitted him um, very, very quickly. Uh, so yeah, congratulations, Mateusz Gamrod. I think he's now 10 and one or something like this uh, on a nice winning streak. And he is also said, hey, lightweight division, um, that's your notice. I'm coming for all of you. Um, yeah, so he said he wants a, a higher ranked opponent, top, top 15, top 10 later on um, next. And he thinks that if he beats like I think two more or so, then he should be in the title picture. Nah, lightweight division is stacked, but uh, definitely a good win for for Gamrod. So congratulations, um, next exciting European fighter, uh, which is cool. Let's let's see um, who's next. Maybe a top fifteen, a top ranked opponent, and then slowly climbing up the ladder. So um, he said he's gonna look at the the main event between uh, Makachev and uh, Thiago Moises. Thiago Moises is teammate, so he's not gonna fight Thiago Moises. Um, I mean, him against Makachev could be interesting, but Makachev has no reason to take that fight because uh, I think Gamrod is still not ranked or was not ranked before. Now he might be ranked, but that, of course, doesn't make much sense for Makachev. Um, so let's see where Gamrod goes from here. But congratulations. That was that was um, very well-earned, um, fast victory for, for Mateusz Gamrod. Okay. We also, before we go into the preview mode, we had Bellator 262. There's all... I mean... There are lots of good fights, of course, but I want to focus on, on, on the two main, or like the co-main and the main event. Co-main event, Tyrell Fortune versus um, Matt Mitrione. That was over quick. And um, yeah, Matt Mitrione was really mad afterwards because it was like Fortune, like head down, pushing forward into Mitrione to, to take him down. And Mitrione moved his, like, lowered his, his his body too, like his head. And apparently there was a, there was a headbutt. So kind of, kind of, put Mitrion off and then after the headbutt I'm um, like the takedown basically happened and then um Tyrell Fortune just 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 pounded away and Mitrion couldn't do too do much and basically submitted two punches. Um and Mitrion was really pissed. Like he was angry at the ref and he was storming out and like, in disgust like ah in the review, however, you can see this this happens because Mitrion lowers his head. So it's it's unfortunate. But I don't think you can blame Fortune for that. Tyron Fortune and afterwards, um, oh God, no, he called out the dude that fought for the interim belt last time because he's the only guy who, who beat Tyron Fortune so far. So he's like, hey man, where you at? I'm coming for you to get my my one loss in my career back. So, yeah, so of course I picked correctly. By the way, I picked everything correctly this time. You should really follow my picks. You're welcome. Um, so Tyron Fortune, congratulations. Um, 
Yeah, that was quick. Let, let's see what's next, if you can see like a real fight there. Because, I mean, we can't say much from those few few moments that we saw here. Um, in the main event, we got the, the, the full distance between um, Juliana Velasquez, the champion, and Denise Kielholz, the challenger, the kickboxing champion of Bellator. And if you follow social media um, and you follow what happened at Bellator, Uh, you've seen all the comments that, was, that you're getting robbery and worst decision ever judges are paid how much does scott, scott coker pay the judges and so on and i don't like to call robbery and i mean uh, uh, maybe it was not robbery but it was definitely an unfortunate decision it was a split decision 48 47 48 47 7, uh, 47 48 um and yeah i had it for keelholz too like keelholz was out striking Velasquez and there was not much groundwork from Velasquez either um, so I would have given it clearly to be honest to Denise Kilos I thought she won at least three rounds um, and she won them clearly I think but again then I'm more like a striker a striking person so I'm looking at it and like saying hey that's that's now like a dominant striking performance um, if you go if you go for like damage over volume I don't know. I, I still would have had Kielholz, to be honest. I, I don't think Velasquez hurt her that much more um, with her power shots. Uh, she landed a few, of course, and yeah, but I, I thought Kielholz did more than enough to get the victory here. Um, judges, two judges so differently. Um, all of social media <laughs> seems to be up in arms and supporting Dennis Kielholz. Even uh, the Eliminator, um, who was a co was a commentator uh, in, for, for this fight, she posted on um, social media saying she thinks she would be happy to take the fight for the title, but she thinks that Dennis Kielholz actually deserves an immediate rematch um, because of the performance and actually it should have gone the other way. So uh, even the next contender in line says, hey, let them fight again. Uh, I'm going to fight with them afterwards. So that, that shows you quite a lot. So I also think that Denise Kilos should have taken the victory and the belt here. So uh, Scott Coker, do the right thing. Rematch, let's do this. All right, time for some previews now. Uh, but before we go into the preview mode, One thing that I that I realized this week, I give Ariel Helvani lots of shit like everybody else, um, of course, in the MMA world. But now since he's gone done with ESPN, Helvani, Hil Helvani, Ariel Helvani is awesome. I saw him on the, on, again on the Dan Levitard show and everywhere he is right now, um, this heel persona and just going at everybody, like ripping into Dana and all those things. I just realized how much I missed that. <laughs> so I'm not the, still not the biggest fan because sometimes he's just really steering the pot. But Helvani, so much better than ESPN Helvani. So uh, I'm glad that we have Hel uh, Helvani that back. So keep 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 that up. Uh, you deserve the Manscaped sponsorship, Ariel. Keep it up. Okay. So now let's go into preview mode. Um, there's no Bellator this coming weekend. There's still no one championship. It's the next week. And there's still no PFL. Uh, that's going to be in August or so the, the playoffs. But we have the, another UFC fight night with a really exciting main event and a uh, card. <laughs> um, the main event is Corey Sandhagen with TJ Dillashaw, which is awesome. Um, they used to train together for a little bit, I believe, and TJ's like, I had Sandhagen's number, but it's been a while, right? And I mean, Corey Sandhagen clearly improves from, from fight to fight. Um, Before TJ popped, 
I was a TJ fan. I thought like his approach was awesome. His um, output was great. Like his individual unique style was cool. But then of course he popped. So now I'm like, you cheater. Um, same thing I goes for Corey Sandhagen. I like his, his unique style. It's, it's not, not too formulaic. It's like he sees the opening and then he goes for it. It's not, not like I have to do this, I have to do that. It's, it's, he, he seems like a martial artist. And that's what I thought about Dillashaw before too. Like he, it's not like this formula, you have this game plan, stick to it, do it, do it, do it. He's more like, like a real martial artist who's like, okay, now this opening, that opening, let's move, let's flow. Um, so I like this about Corey Sandhagen. And he's also really funny in interviews. Um, if you understand his, his sense of humor. So I, I'm picking uh, Sandhagen here. I don't know, Dillashaw, Dillashaw off for two and a half years or so now. Um, it's, it's been two years in January, right? Or February. So it's been like two years and then five, six, two and a half years. So I'm, uh, Corey Sandhagen might be too much for a comeback fight. And I really hope that Sandhagen, I like, uh, I mean, the Redemption Tour and so on would be cool, of course, but still Corey Sandhagen wire, I don't know, spinning reverse somersault <laughs> from the cage or something like this. <laughs> um, so Corey Sandhagen wire, uh, wire KO. Uh, Co-main is Aspen Ladd wire Macy Chieson. I'm sorry. Um, Aspen Ladd all day, of course. Um, yeah, I'm also one of those people who's like, Aspen Ladd is the next, next, has a good chance of being on the top of the mountain, top of the hill. Um, I just went from mountain to hill. <laughs> Tess Aspenland should have a great chance to be at the top of the division. There you go. And I just think that she is the, the more talented fighter compared to Macy Chieson, who I only saw now in highlights or in, in excerpts, to be, to be quite honest. So I, I'm simply going, uh, from what I've seen so far, I'm going with Aspenland. Who, guess who's back? Hey, Mickey, you're so fine, you're so fine. Mickey Gall is back, and to my surprise, he doesn't have a number next to his name anymore. Did he fall that, that far down? He's fighting Jordan Williams. I'm going with Mickey Gall because of name recognition. <laughs> um, and because he's been on the Believe in Me podcast and Jordan Williams hasn't. Um, uh, it's hard for Mickey Gall, right? Like, I mean, he started with like this fight against CM Punk. <laughs> Remember this? And he thought, okay, now he can put a few fights, a few wins together, but then he lost a few. Um, so he's still young. So I think now's the time to rebuild. I think, was it like when he, he fought Sage Northcutt, right? And he won. And that's kind of like was the end for Sage. But like the, the beginning of the end. Of the, but then he couldn't string more together, if I'm remembering correctly. Anyways, Time for Mickey Gall to like put it all together now, go on a run, that, that would be cool. So um, yeah, Mickey Gall. We also have uh, Miranda Maverick versus Macy Barber. Remember Macy Barber, the next coming of Ronda Rousey, the future youngest champion ever, and she lost two. Um, hmm. That's tough. Uh, I, like I said, I like those redemptions. So like now Macy Barber lost and now she's going to rebuild and going to be better. But her last fight hasn't been that long ago. So I'm not sure if she had enough time to rebuild and refocus on all those things. So, especially if you're that young, you, you, you can't just change your mind like this. You still think like I'm untouchable. I'm the best. I was just flukes, the, the losses. Uh, I might give the edge to Miranda Maverick. I, I wouldn't have thought I would ever pick against Macy Barber. 
I think Miranda Maverick has the edge here. Sorry, Macy. I'm not mad if Macy wins, obviously, um, but uh, yeah, that's just like what I my, my feels right now. Okay, that's enough from from that card though. I mean, there are a few really interesting the prelim fights. Like, how did they end up? So there's no there's no big awesome other fight on the card, but lots of really solid fights on that card, I, I believe. So that, that's that's kind of cool. So I'm gonna watch that. It shall be fun. Okay, then before we finish, very quickly, BKFC 19 is also gonna happen this weekend, and. <laughs> You know what's happening at BKFC, like what's the main event, right? Of course you know, you dirty, dirty people. <laughs> uh, the main event is Paige Van Sand versus Rachel Ostovich. And Rachel Ostovich on the on the new picture, poster, like on the on the, the graphics on the BKFC website, which sucks by the way. <laughs> Worst website ever. The UFC website sucks better too. All those websites suck actually. Uh, anyways, she looks rather can I say it thick on that on that pick on those picks? Um, she gained some weight since she left the UFC, or maybe it's just muscle mass. Um, Patron Sand. It's kind of funny by the way that Patron Sand is in the main event, and that Britain Hart <laughs> is like somewhere down the card. By the way, Britain Hart um, faces off with Jenny Savage. They all have cool names in BKFC. By the way, I'm not sure if it's a real name. Britain Hart versus Jenny Savage. Who knows what's going to happen there. Um, we also have Blueface versus Kane Trujillo. 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 I'm guessing May Mexican. I'm guessing Trujillo. Trujillo. Kane Trujillo. And we have Arnold Adams versus Michael Terrell in the, in the, in the heavyweight uh, division. Super heavyweight. 265 pounds. Um, but of course the main focus and the main event is PVC versus Rachel Ostovich. Which we're all going to watch for the boxing skills. Yeah, to be honest, uh, I, I'm, I'm going with PVC here. Paige, Paige does seem to work on her boxing um, somewhat because that's what she's famous for. That's what she said like in an interview not too long ago. I think Paige got this. Uh, I've never seen, I never thought Rachel Oswich was a particularly talented fighter. I'm sorry. Tough. She's definitely tough though, but never been that Talented, even though she could kick my ass, of course, uh, but definitely not her striking. Um, so if I think back to uh, UFC fights, I don't remember thinking about her striking. So I think PVC got this here. So uh, first should be the first win for Paige uh, under the bare knuckle banner. Well, let me let me know what what you think there. Um, this week my picks have been really good. Um, I picked everything correct. It wasn't that hard to be honest, but. So uh, maybe that's an indicator for my picks this coming week. So I'm going with um, UFC. I'm going with Corey Sandhagen. I'm going with Aspen Ladd. I'm going with Mickey Gall and with Miranda Merrick. So all those guys on the left-hand side, basically. And for BKFC, I'm staying also on the left-hand side of the bracket. I'm going with Paige Van Sand as well. And just because I'm on a roll with all the picks, I also picked the NBA Finals. It's going to be um, seven games. The Sun's going to take it. Believe you me. <laughs> All right, that's enough for this week's um, MMA Monday. Uh, thanks again for joining. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe to this podcast. It's really helpful. Leave a rating. Um, if you leave a rating on uh, Apple Podcasts, I'm going to read the rating next week and I'm going to give you a shout out because it's really helpful for other people to find it. So thank you very much. If you do this, like, share, subscribe, rate, and don't forget to always stay safe, take care, and I'll see and talk to you soon. Sorry, Cap. <laughs>